0: Welcome to Word from the Mountaintop, a weekly inspirational podcast brought to you from the Mountain Luther Parish. Today's word of the Lord will be shared by Pastor Jason or Pastor Jess Felici. Hear now the gospel of our Lord according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Jesus said to the disciples, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a shout, look, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You'd better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the gospel of our Lord. Will you pray with me? Spirit of restlessness, stir us from our placidness. Give us courage and patience to trust that our faith is sufficient to serve you Until you come again. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Nearly 10 years ago, as I was knee deep in wedding preparations and anticipating that day when I would marry the love of my life, I was serving as an intern in this very parish. And as I'm wont to do, I was babbling to God. And I was, I was talking and talking and I made this joke in my prayer to God that, that I, I asked, come quickly, Lord, but please not before my wedding. I, I, want, I want you to come, Lord, but, but I really want to marry this guy. It was a season of joy and anticipation in my life and I didn't want anything to get in the way of our celebration. It was a joke but it was a joke that almost instantly held a mirror up to my face to offer a glimpse of what my faith life looked like in that moment. It is a joke that I made in passing that has stayed hauntingly in my consciousness since I uttered it. Today's readings and Really, most of the readings that we will see through the month of November and well into Advent are scriptures that urge us to keep watch, to be prepared, to know that Jesus is coming back. How different do you think our lives would be if we spend as much emotional energy and time watching for Jesus to return this week as we just spent on the election? Jesus ends today's gospel reading with the words, Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is a story about the end of time. The end of time is often referred to as the apocalypse, a word that literally means to reveal. The apocalypse is is the time when God's ultimate promise of divine justice will be fulfilled. And for prophets like Amos, this time was known as the Day of the Lord. Amos was called as a prophet to wander from the southern kingdom into the northern kingdom and to proclaim the Day of the Lord to a people who were not in despair. Amos's words were delivered to the Israelites at a time of peace and relative prosperity. Things were pretty great. They didn't need rescued from anything. They were living a lifestyle similar to me 10 years ago when I joked with God, come quickly Lord Jesus, but not until I marry Jason Felici. God's people were comfortable. And they were beginning to become lax in their following of God's law in their lives. Now, scripture is laden with stories regaling us with examples of how hard it is to keep the faith, not when things are hard, but in times of prosperity. Whereas some prophets were called to deliver a word about the day of the Lord as a breaking free from the oppressive empire that ruled over God's people, Amos' job was different. Amos' words show God's coming from a different angle. Not a comforting word to an afflicted people, but a convicting word meant to afflict the comfortable folks. Amos bravely pointed out the social and financial inequalities that Israel was celebrating Amos called them to repentance and warned them that God's justice looked very different from the choices that they were making. God's justice was not going to be universally accepted, he warned. Take away from me the noise of your songs, the prophecy says. I will not listen to the melody of your harps, but let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. This... This is what the day of the Lord will look like. Now, I don't know of a topic that's much more unnerving for folks than the end of the world. Some people live in trepidation of the rapture. Has it happened? Are they left? Have they been left behind? Some people live laser focused, worried about their loved ones. Are they living lives above above reproach? Will they be in the kingdom when Jesus returns? Our reading from 1 Thessalonians today speaks directly to that anxiety. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who have died, so that you may not grieve as others who do have no hope. Early Christians were so worried that their beloved dead would not be included in the resurrection that Paul tells them of Jesus' return coming first to those who are dead and then to the living. Sometimes I think we Christians act as though our preparedness for the kingdom of God matters more than the needs of those who are standing all around them. Don't get me wrong, this is not some intentional oversight that we make, it's, it's more like someone who is so laser focused on the task at hand that they miss the obvious as it stands right in front of them. I've told this story before about when Emma was, she was a little more than two years old and it was a Sunday in Advent. We had shaken the hands of everyone on their way out the door and, and ushered children downstairs for an event at Faith. And I had, I had kids downstairs ready to eat. And I had grownups asking me questions. And I had a to-do list of my own. And the whole time that all of this chaos is going, and my focus is laser beam on everything that needs to get done, my dress is getting tugged. And I'm hearing, Mom, 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 right? And then all of a sudden, I hear, Pastor Jess! And the world stopped. And I was ripped from the laser focus of everything that I needed to do and realized that I was missing the needs that were at my feet. It's so common, this phenomenon that psychologists have dubbed it inattentive blindness. It's when we become so hyper-focused on the actions at hand that we miss the obvious things all around us. Jesus tells Christians to be prepared, to watch, to keep alert. The day is coming. And we zoom in so closely to everything that scripture tells us about what is to come. And we root ourselves in the promises about the end of times so that we miss the kingdom that is at hand right now before us. We can become so focused on the day that we miss seeing Jesus standing right beside us today. Our gospel reading tells us a story of faithful bridesmaids who fell asleep in their waiting. And when they wake, they find that the bridegroom is not there. It's well into the night and their lamps are growing dim. Now, this story tells us there are two different groups of bridesmaids there are the wise bridesmaids who brought extra oil and are fully prepared and there are those who are labeled as foolish for not bringing extra fuel for their lamps but i think their foolishness is actually found in their leaving the scene it's not in their lack of oil the foolish bridesmaids get up and they go to find a shopkeeper. Remember, it's midnight. They go to find a shopkeeper who will sell them some oil for their lamps, and they go out in search of something or someone that will kindle this dying flame that they have while they wait for the bridegroom. Their foolishness is that they failed to trust that that tiny flame, that that little flicker that they had would be enough to see them through these final hours. They lost sight of what they had. And so they abandoned the vigil altogether and they went off in search of a new thing to keep them going. This feels like a timely message for us, for me. We're at the end of an historic presidential election. There are folks all across American political spectrum who have been tugged back and forth all week, all year long on this wild roller coaster. And it would be easy for any of us to get swallowed up in this or that moment or to go in search of a certainty that none of us has. And, and we can't even believe anyone who tells us that they do. But what if instead we're just called to wait? What if We're called to keep our lamps lit and to trust that even a tiny flame is sufficient for Jesus. We believe that faith is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Faith is not something that you can gain or lose because of outside forces in your life, but a gift you receive straight from God. So hold on to the faith that you've been given and trust that it is enough. Even when your lamp is dimly lit, trust that on the day of the Lord, Jesus will find you waiting. I began this sermon talking about a time of great prosperity in my life, making jokes about asking Jesus to wait. But Jesus doesn't wait, Jesus comes straight to us and and to others in the most unexpected times. Don't lose the forest for the trees. Step back and see that that Jesus is already all around us. Take what little light you have left in your lamp and hold it up. Let that, that flicker cast its light on all that is around you and you'll notice that there are hungry and thirsty people everywhere we look. May we have courage and patience to trust that our faith is sufficient to serve until Christ comes again. May we trust that the tiny flicker we have is all the light we need to see our way through the darkness. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And for further messages from our clergy, feel free to visit wordfromthemountaintop.org. from the